Welcome to The Gospel in the Game, a podcast by Trinity United Methodist Church in Huntsville, Alabama. Join us as we look together for the gospel of Christ in the games we love. Hello and welcome to The Gospel in the Game podcast. My name is Tyler Edmondson. Matthew 16, 21 says, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. In sports, there are all kinds of comeback stories, but none can rival that of the 2004 Boston Red Sox. The closest thing there is to death for any team in sports is to be down three games to zero in a best-of-seven series although being down 28-3 in a Super Bowl is pretty comparable. That's where the Red Sox found themselves in the 2004 ALCS. Before we talk about that, though, I'm going to give you some background. The Red Sox won the World Series in 1918. In 1919, the contract of legendary Babe Ruth was sold by Red Sox owner Walter Frazee to the New York Yankees. Thus began the Curse of the Bambino. In the 84 years that followed, from 1919 to 2003, the Red Sox made it to only four World Series, winning none of them. In 2003, there were some prognosticators who believed that they had the making of a championship-caliber team if they could only overcome those dreaded Yankees. They made the playoffs as the wildcard team, and after falling behind 2-0 in a best-of-five series, the Sox came back to beat Oakland three games to two, and moved on to play the New York Yankees in the ALCS. An up-and-down series went to Game 7. The Red Sox were up 5-2 in the 8th inning before giving up three runs on four straight hits to tie the game at 5. In the 11th inning, Aaron Boone hit a walk-off home run to win the game for the Yankees. All of New England was devastated. Now, back to 2004. People were all over the Red Sox to win it all. They had upgraded their pitching and retained all of their key offensive pieces in the offseason. They once again made the playoffs as the wildcard team. They swept the Angels in the ALDS, setting up an ALCS rematch with the Yankees. After a three-run loss in Game 1 and a two-run loss in Game 2, the series shifted to New- from New York to Boston, with the Red Sox desperately needing a win. Instead, the home fans witnessed a 19-8 to shellacking that put their team in a three-games-to-zero hole that had never been overcome in baseball history. The following day during pregame, Kevin Millar, first baseman and team loudmouth for the self-described bunch of idiots, was quoted as saying, don't let us win tonight. The bunch of idiots still believed. That night, the Sox walked off the Yankees in the 12th inning. By the way, the game finished after midnight. Keep that in mind. The following night, they walked him off again, this time in the 14th inning. The series went back to New York, but with all the momentum in favor of Boston. The Red Sox won Game 6 close and won Game 7 going away. The greatest comeback in Major League history was complete. At that point, it was almost a foregone conclusion that they would win the World Series, which they did by sweeping the Cardinals. They had done the impossible. They were the real deal. Surely, dear listener, you can look back at the scripture I read at the start of this and see where this is going. The time between the book of Micah and the start of the Gospels is called the 400 years of silence, which is an awfully lot like an 86-year World Series drought for God's chosen people. Before the true champion came to be known, another promising contender came before him in the form of John the Baptist. In Matthew 3.11, John says, I baptize you with water for repentance. 
But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John was the prophesied Elijah, the one who made the way for the Messiah. His ministry came to an abrupt end when King Herod hit a walk-off home run. I mean, had, a, had him beheaded to please his stepdaughter. By then, the one that John had pointed to was already off and running with his own ministry. Jesus had his own bunch of idiots who we refer to as the disciples. He had a rather large fan base, and many people believed that he was the one true Son of God who would deliver his people. Then, as he predicted in Matthew 16, 21, he was killed in a brutal fashion at the hands of the authorities. Everyone was in shock. Surely there was no coming back from that. Maybe he wasn't the one after all. Then, three days later, in miraculous fashion, the tomb was empty. Death had been overcome. Just four games, excuse me, 40 days later, Jesus ascended into heaven. The greatest comeback in human history was complete. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, I put my trust and my faith in you because I know that nothing is impossible with you. May I know your power and grace to overcome the obstacles in my life. May the things that stand in my way become examples of your limitless power. With his resurrection, Jesus won the ultimate victory over sin and death. May I live in the freedom that has been won through that victory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This has been a production of Trinity United Methodist Church in Huntsville, Alabama. Check us out online at trinityhsv.org. We hope God has been present today for you in this podcast.